0: Podcast
1: is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Happening everybody, welcome to another episode of Courtside Fracker. It's myself, Yassi and James, hosting. I feel like I'm playing a bit of hot potato with morale, alternating in the weeks and that. Uh this week I'm joined by a couple men cross-continental as well. What's going on, Rick?
0: Oh uh, yo, what's good? Washington the Lakers, a lot of pain, expensive pain,
1: but we move. We'll we'll get we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Uh, K, what's going on, can bro?
2: Yeah, I'm doing better than Rick because them 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 boys ain't my problem. I can't lie. They I'm should be like your problem though. Gift. You can't just you can't just disown like that, bro. I, I I ain't disowned them. I'm used to pain. I'm an Arsenal fan too. I'm just I'm just here to enjoy the beautiful game.
1: All right, and sitting pretty as a neutral, well, not even as a neutral. This is looking like the best Timberwolves season in ever. I wouldn't. I don't know about yeah, ever, but not it's not
3: up not, there, not, ever. not not ever. But it might be like top five, top <laughs> top,
1: top five, four, <laughs> top three. In, maybe inching into top three, top two, depending on I what mean, happens towards we'll, the we'll last. See, Kevin Garnett.
3: Weeks. Kevin Garnett was dragging us to fifty wins every year. So, any since Kevin Garnett is the best season ever.
1: There we go. There we go. That's a good way to put it. I mean, look. Let's just get this out of the way. I want to start on the Lakers. This has been like the awkward elephant in the room all season and a, a graph come out today that went viral and whatever. And it like put all the teams Um it's, it's on the timeline. It put all the teams relative to what their preseason expectation were. And the Ra- Lakers were rock bottom uh, in terms of underperforming slash overperforming where they should be this season. As it stands at time of the recording, they're ninth in the West, two wins in their last 10. One of those wins needed LeBron turning back time and getting over 50, um, just to put the Golden State Warriors away. Only three games ahead of Portland in the playing spots. And obviously Portland are doing a little mini tank. You're not expecting them to really overtake the Lakers. So I think that puts the Lakers even in more of an awkward issue in that you're almost guaranteed to have to maybe face up to this awkward, embarrassing, maybe playing game. Pelicans are rolling. Other teams around in the West are rolling. And then we'll get into the pick situation as well, because someone said online today, "Ah, oh, just tank it, bro. Just, just did it." But you haven't even got your pick this year either. So, so Rick, you said it. You said pain. Pain was the word. Like how we all knew Westbrook wasn't the best fit with LeBron. We all knew that you know they were having to to scrimp and, and scavenge for for a couple contracts here and there. But we didn't think it'd be this bad. Like ten games below five hundred, this bad, and still this deep into the season, this bad.
0: Yeah, like the Lakers, what they did this season was that they took a huge gamble. They said, listen, we don't think LeBron is going to be healthy, and we don't want him to have to play like MVP level throughout the entire season. So they went out and got Russell Westbrook to take the load off. That was their like train of thought. And LeBron and Anthony Davis co-signed it. Palinka was like, you know what, I'll co-sign it too. So the whole organization co-signed it. Whoever's trying to act like they didn't, it's just they're trying to like play the blame game. Like, oh, you wanted him, but... It's on the whole organization for that because his strengths really didn't suit them. And what expounded the fact what expounded that bad decision was that he's on a lot of money. So they essentially had to fill out the rest of their roster with vet minimum guys. And they're to and to rest- gut the gutter
1: roster. it's a gutter roster. Exactly.
0: And they're confused that like vet minimum guys are playing like vet minimum guys. Like you <laughs> you can only expect so much out of a certain a lot of the rotation. Members that have been playing on this Lakers team, and not only did they get veteran guys, they needed a lot of older players to buy in and do things that they've never done. So you needed Westbrook to come and be an engaged off-ball player on both sides of the ball. He's never done that. So for to for you to bring him here, he's he's tried. It's, it's failed, but he's he's tried. He just has never done that to a high level, and they needed him to do it on this team. And it's like he's 30-something and stuck in his ways, as most NBA players are once you get a certain age. They needed Melo. Melo's been good. Melo should not be playing 25 minutes a night asking to move his feet and defend, which is essentially what happened in the last game. And people were trying to yeah, kill Melo. Well, I mean,
1: Jalen Green's come out afterwards and said, ah, oh, yeah, we targeted Melo down the stretch. Yeah. Melo shouldn't be even out there in the stretch to be being targeted. Exactly, Respect.
2: Right. These young boys need some respect. I think you come in the post, game and yeah, we targeted Melo. <laughs>
0: Hey, the thing about the old days...
2: the old, days, the old, old days, days, bro. But I but said yes. it two episodes ago. I said it, bro. This post-All-Star break bump that people think teams are going to have, it don't exist. And it especially don't exist for the Lakers, bro. I was saying it time and time again. And now what? what so how many games left? 15, 17 games left? Whatever it is. Like yeah, something like and, that. And then are now hoping with 10 games after 10 games left, 10, not 10 games, sorry. 10 games under 500. You're now hoping and praying, oh, we'll put something together to be in a good position in the playing. It's oh, not yeah. happening. I'm and going to normally have like this post-break. Nah.
0: The Lakers have lost a bunch of games for different reasons. Like, some certain games have been unlucky. Certain games have been poor defense and poor effort. But you can only have that happen so many times before you just accept the fact that this is a bad team. Like a it's bad one team. thing to drop yeah. one or two games. It's one thing to drop three. You're having, like, multiple nights where guys aren't being consistent defenders. And it's like, well, these guys have never been consistent defenders anyways. And for you to rely on them for that, that's just a poor decision making. Another thing is that the Lakers have just been one of the – this is one of the unhealthiest seasons I've seen. I think if you look, like, top to bottom, the best net ratings in terms of lineups that they've had, no lineup has played, like, for the best net ratings. It's, it's been 82 minutes. That's the second best. Mm. The best net rating that the Lakers have had on the floor have played 62 minutes a So even when they have shown signs of being a good team, that team has been on the floor for less than two NBA games. Yeah. So we yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, I
1: guess that kind of leads me to the next thing because obviously, like you say, Russ was almost insurance break in case of emergency and stuff like that. What sort of stuff have they tried? What have they tried that hasn't worked? What is Vogel? Because I feel like you say everyone co-signed it. I feel like if there was any guy who probably didn't, it would have been Vogel. What's Vogel had to do and maneuver, and and what have you seen that have been like his efforts to stem it? Because you look at the losses, especially this like last last round of ten, Pelicans on a good resurgence, but that's a that's a rival playing team. You don't want to drop games there. Um, Clippers have beat up themselves. Reggie Jackson had his way with Russ and enjoyed it very much. Not really what someone you want to drop a game to. Spurs don't want to drop a game to. Like, they managed to actually get the win against against the Warriors, but it, it's teams that you would, you would expect them to get up for or beat or adjust them for position with. It's not like they just have, have, have had any games that, you know, have been there for the taking. They've had to get up for them and haven't. So what have they at least tried throughout the season around that ill health?
0: Um, I think what Frank has pretty much tried to do this season has just been to stem the defense. Uh, Whoever goes against the Lakers is basically just a whole bunch of iso. Like, if you're a star player, you come against the Lakers, you just yell out, iso, iso. Because it's very hard for me to list three good defenders on that team. And of the good defenders, you have Anthony Davis, who's injured, and LeBron James, who's 37. And every single time he moves out there, like, you're starting to see it. You're starting to be like, okay, This this guy is aging. So what Frank tried to do at first was just control the defense. He tried to have Avery Bradley playing a lot. He wanted to have as many wings out there as possible. He relied on DeAndre Jordan and Avery Bradley for God knows why or how long. But then that was just really bad for the offense. And at the beginning of the season, the Lakers were just trying to play fast. Because the best version of this Lakers team with Anthony Davis and LeBron James, everybody healthy, they're going to need to be a team that gets transition buckets a lot. Because they ne- they were never going to be a great half half court offense. The appeal of it was that you have Russell Westbrook starting the break, you have Ant- you have Anthony Davis on the break, you have LeBron James on the break. If you can get deflections, steals, and get out and run, you can put pressure on teams. You can get teams in foul trouble. So we tried to play fast, but the problem was that like as good as Russ is when he plays fast, when you lose that little bit of uh, athleticism, your decision making like becomes that much more key, and you're seeing like uncharacteristic things from him that haven't been there his whole career. Like his finishing at the rim has been really bad his whole career. He's lost a lot of touch with his jumper and just his finishing in the past couple of seasons. And you're just also relying on him. You're relying on him to cover up holes that you brought him in for. But when you brought him in, you also created more holes that you're now putting on him. So it's like people are like, oh, Russ can't shoot. He's killing the spacing. And it's like your spacing last year wasn't great. If you thought that Russ was going to come in and help the spacing, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. yeah. It's just been like, it's been so many lineup problems because the other thing is that we just had no one available. Like a big problem is just how small our backcourt is. Because when you play Russ at the one, you have Malik Monk at the two. Those guys are just such bad off-ball defenders. But you need them out there for their offense, especially Malik Monk, who's been one of the better players who we again will not be able to resign because he's on pennies and there's no way he's re-signing with us for that much. So, yeah, I think
1: he, he kind of gambled on that, was like, I'm going to just go, go live in LA for a year, take a minimum when his he's market rate is well above it.
0: Yeah, exactly. So you can't even fix that. And then the one guy who can fix that, who is a bit smaller, but who is a bit better defensively, is Kendrick Nunn. And I don't even know if he exists right now. I don't know what's up with him. It was a bone bruise.
1: But I didn't really- you
0: sign saw- wasn't he injured when he joined? He was, but it was never supposed to be this long. And he actually played for us. He played in the preseason game. Okay. So I don't even, I really don't know what's up with him. He pretty much just took a contract to, he really, he's really getting paid millions of dollars to watch courtside Lakers game. That's pretty much- In street
1: clothes. Not even
0: fucking suited up. Not even suited up. And then we've Uh, had to pull, like, we've had to pull guys like Stanley Johnson and William Gabriel and that just kind of shows the effect, like, that the wing depth is. Like, I remember it was a tweet saying that the Lakers have a 6'9", 35%, free three-point shooter on their bench, but Frank Vogel won't use him. I thought to myself, that sounds great. That 6'9 player is and Gabriel. Like, this is, this is who we're calling for now to be getting more minutes. Do you know how bad your wing rotation is? Like, Stanley Johnson was looking really good out there. And simply off the fact that he's young, can move his feet, and can play hard. That's a very big indictment. Like you can't, you can't have bad guard play, and have no wings, and we don't have good bigs. You, you're failing in all three aspects. You're failing in the guard play, uh, the wings. I'll go back.
1: I'll go back, the back to the construction of it, though, right? And I, I get, I get the rationale in hindsight that Westbrook for when LeBron sits and he can supercharge things more so than this other person. But I don't, I'm not a Laker fan, so I'm not involved in those fuming discussions. But I swear that the DeMar meeting was as good as done. Like, If the Lakers extended a prop good offer to Chicago, they would have got him. And he's sat with LeBron and AD or whatever. I mean, I'm not saying he's all the solution because I, I think you touch on it there. There's not, It's not like you're going to get defense. It's not like you're going to... But he gives you more wiggle room with the money. You probably don't have to gut as much to get him. Um, I, I would argue he is... Yeah, i argue he's a better player than Russ right now. I don't think that's a real argument like, with how the season's gone. Maybe not last year. It's more of a conversation. But how did why did that not happen? I don't know.
0: Uh, I feel like it's, it's really just, you're at the point now where there's just a lot of blame game going around. Like, you kind of have clubs trying to be like, okay, why don't we a move to the deadline? And then you have fans trying to be like, oh, this is LeBron's fault. And you just have a lot of people, like, kind of blaming each other. When well, This was just a collective decision. They had the chance to sign him tomorrow and stuff like that, but that was an appeal to Russ because one, he's from LA himself and two, just a bigger brand name. So terms just like, whether that should matter or not. But that, I guess that's that, I guess that's,
1: the, that's the other thing with the Lakers and people talk about the deadline, right? And then like people the Lakers were linked with bringing Schroeder back. That's, what, that's how desperate they were getting towards the end of the deadline. And then you look at their pick situation and I was looking at this earlier today and you think, hold on, what move is there to make, bro? Like, this year, the pick is not theirs. If it's uh, if it finishes top ten, it's gonna be I think the Pelicans, or and if it finishes eleven to thirty, it's gonna be the Grizzlies. It's one of those ways around. Second round pick the Wizards have uh, next year. Uh, the Pelicans have the option to swap. Uh, the year after that, first round pick the Pelicans have the option to swap. You don't get their own first round and second round pick till twenty twenty five. So there's not really a lot the Lakers can do. I guess is find a landing spot for Russ. But, and I think Russ could probably do a job on a, on a smaller market team and, you know, but he's not going to be the, the injection that he was at Washington even or Houston. Like you're looking at a massively distressed asset and for that to be your main bargaining chip with no real pick capital at all. So that's why I found those LeBron quotes a bit funny when he was like, oh yeah, I love the Rams GM. He won the Super Bowl. He don't care about picks. It's like, bro, neither do the Lakers. They don't have any left.
0: Yeah, it was a weird quote in general, and, like, the Lakers did, like, trade away their picks for a ring, and it worked. Like, they got they got what they needed. So, you can't, like, you can't really, like, you can't manufacture picks, you know what I mean? Like, and you have your future kind of, like, mortgage for the f- next couple of years. And you do that for a ring, you do that for two stars, and it worked. So, going forward, it's, like, talking about the GM and stuff. There are problems with how the Lakers are run in general, is that, like... When Jeannie came back, she did a good job of just, like, not being her brother because her brother was just kind of taking the piss and he was just doing a whole bunch of bad decisions, terrible contracts. Timothy Moskov was getting max steals for no reasons. But one thing that she does do bad is that they run, like, a very – I hate this comparison, but it's kind of how, when you look at football, how the Glazers kind of have their whole family running this stuff. That's kind of how it is with the Lakers in terms of Kurt Rambis being there, who failed at his last previous two jobs, but because he was like, knows them because he was part of the organization before, he comes back and has a job. So it's like, and you're hearing like news, like Phil Jackson might be coming back. And it's like a lot of, it's a lot of just like family nepotism, but it's not like necessarily family family. It's just like, if you're associated with the Lakers, they feel the Lakers family. yeah. Exactly. And that just, it becomes, it becomes like you're, you're treating a very prestige organization, like a mom and pop shop to a certain extent and that's why like some of the bad decisions come from because like as much as like everyone wants to put it down on the other person somewhere along the way one of y'all should have realized okay this is a very big risk we're taking and they they essentially didn't like they took the risk and it, it waffled and that was always my problem going to the season it wasn't just that you were getting Russ; it was that you needed Russ to be such a good player and you needed, you needed him to show signs of doing things that he hasn't done in the past. And you supplemented that by having to bring in a bunch of guys, vet minimum guys. Like, this is a very old group. If That's like, I saw the Rockets game yesterday. and I was like, they can't keep up with the Rockets. They're not very good defenders. Even the guys that you have that could be solid defenders, you need to, like, for, for, for an impact guy to be a good defender that doesn't have athleticism, you need to have a good defensive game plan. Like, Austin Reeves has been getting cooked for a while. But he has good Who? defensive mechanics. But, Austin Reeves? Yeah. R- Lakers rookie of the year, bro. <laughs> he has good bro. defensive mechanics. But it, nah, it, it doesn't matter. We just suck. We just he's, suck bro. he's essentially just going to get overrun and overpowered. And that, as soon as that happens, it's like, where's the weak side defense? Where's the rotations? Where's the help? So it's like, you need him to be almost a standout defender on his own. For any of his good defensive abilities to even
3: make okay, respect Austin Reeves though,
1: man.
0: But he's built like Yes. How can I respect hit, him? Hit some, hit some big shots? Big twelve big main, shots
1: bro. Big Twelve made. Hey, hey, nah, I'm, I'm not I'm, I'm glad I'm glad we've done that. Like,
3: I'm glad yes, we've
2: nah, done I'm glad we've done the Lakers it, thing because it, I feel
1: a like Worms we're
2: getting this season. Nah, Austin Reeves will get his respect as soon as he leaves the Lakers, bro. Because everyone um, be, no, no,
3: no, is, no, 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 But like Rick said, Austin, Austin Reeves will be all right. Austin, I think Austin Reeves has a potential. He'll be all right anywhere else, but here. Here's the thing. Here's the thing though, show, like, he's been getting targeted on defense because he's like a skinny white undrafted kid, innit? Like it'll make so more sense, yes. really. It'll, 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 make, <laughs> it'll make more sense, really, to target like Russ and Melo on defense because yeah. like, Russ is Russ is a good on ball defender when he locks in, but off the ball he's beyond tragic. So. I think Austin Reeves gets target because he looks like an easy target, but the thing is, like, he's actually he does all the right things defensively that I'd want a defender to do. Like, you know, he he tries to fight over screens, he battles. You know what I mean? Like, but like, it, there's you he can't stay in front of Jalen Green. Like, no one can stay in front of Jalen Green. So, like, Jalen Green's gonna yeah. try ISO him every time. He's he's gonna is be he in trouble. Be targeting man? Malik Monk or Russell Westbrook. it would make more sense to target Malik Monk and mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook, but
2: people. Yeah, but the streets, man. The streets, yeah, like the Australia, the target,
1: that the <laughs> Yeah, that's what I mean. So, so that, that uh, links that links us. I wanted to get this Lakers thing done because as we're approaching the postseason now, will hopefully be never that, to see that, the that play discourse on my television done.
0: again.
1: <laughs> yeah, basically, like they need to get we're all done. their all right. games off national TV. At least I'll watch everything on League Pass. Rick, you're out there having to rely yeah, on ESPN yeah. and take, A, take ABC us on our National on that. TV, please. Yeah. That's not the
0: thing. We have the set. We had the hardest. That other thing I didn't understand was that at the All Star break, fans were like, okay, we have time to regroup. First part of the season's done. I was like, do you know how easy our first part of the season was? We have the hardest schedule left in basketball. If y'all watch us fuck up for the majority of the first part of the season, we have a guy that's injured now. We have LeBron James playing center at 37. What a. And also, center at 37. 37, And last night, when you
1: were like, he just wasn't even trying to. Uh, stop shangun he was just like you know what just have your have your no Yo, he me. was like listen
0: my knees i'm crying for help like i, I was so he was watching like, he tried to go on a burst and he couldn't do the burst like he he was trying to give someone a hezzy in a burst and i was like there's no there's no burst there's, doing, All right, so there's we, doing, <laughs> we, we touched on we touched on a couple things I, I, i'm glad we got
1: this legacy thing i'm gonna segue in from uh, the other thing I want to talk about today, which is rookie. So we've mentioned Reeves, mentioned and Shengu might get another little mention. But as a neutral here, Reeves, I got a quick question for you mm-hmm. regarding the Lakers, just to draw a line under it. Oh no.
3: <laughs> Lakers
1: or Lakers or Celtics, who's more likely to win the title next out of those two teams?
3: Uh Celtics.
1: Even with the mess they're in. Celtics. Uh, that's all I needed to hear. All right, as, long cool. as, the, as long as the team don't end
2: up in Louisville, you little slapper. What do you? <laughs> what Celtics, losers, say lose, Yeah, that, Celtics can win the title this season, right? Like,
3: you know no, no, I mean, like, no, no we only got to say that. If,
0: they,
3: if that's that's everyone's help,
1: we need some injury luck. We need some injury luck. But they it's, could, it's like, not, I'll, I'll bet, I'll bet my hair on it. it ain't happening, man. it's not totally out of the rain. It's not. totally They're, out they're the definitely
3: realm. right at, at present. I'd say they're definitely in the top five favorites to get to the. I think we, I think we
1: match Eastern teams well. Yeah, yeah. I feel we them. match Eastern teams well, but we're relying on Brown and Tatum every single night to do their thing. Brown's the only having team, a bit of a the only team
3: up. in the NBA right now that's for certain better than the Celtics is the Phoenix Suns. There's there's no other team right now that you can say is playing better basketball than the Celtics. I
1: mean, I'm I'm not going to argue with you, I just see I see one side of the screen not enjoying that, but I am not going to argue with you, bro. But uh, the Lakers side. <laughs> the Lakers side not loving it. They're not loving to it.
3: Hold that one.
1: <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Rick's still expecting Tatum to to jump over when his contract's done, but we'll have to we'll have to Lakers, see what happens guys, to that. Bro, hey, I don't know. Really not not
3: that. Tatum's not even like, bro. He liked Kobe, so what? Everyone liked Kobe, but like, that don't mean he's gonna pay for the league. <laughs> the St. Louis
1: expansion team is my only real fit yeah, look, if so,
3: they get a team of St. Louis, that, that Bradley Bill, Jason Tatum super team is gonna go crazy.
1: Yeah, then then we're done. Then we're done. So so. We got we got asked about this on the Twitter, and we were planning to do it anyway. And I feel like, like obviously, getting towards the end of the the season, there's all this sort of award season here, there, and everywhere. The MVP, la la la. We're not going to waste time with the MVP just yet because I know I know where Reams' is, uh, side is on that. But one, I think that you kind of get an idea of by now already, usually because a lot of these guys are not on postseason teams by nature of where they are drafted is rookie of the year. And although we got three unreal talents taken top three in Green, Cunningham, Mobley, I feel like this rookie class, and this is, I I wanted us to tank once COVID was ravaging us. I feel like this rookie class is so deep on quality to like the top 10 guys. There's some second round guys who are there that I feel someone, someone basically just flat out asked the pod like, yo, who are the rookies I need to watch in it, and so I think I think this is what I'm going to open the floor to, and I, I guess let's revolve it around a rookie of the year sort of conversation. Let's start off with the main three. So obviously, I think Mobley is is the easiest one to start off. So Kate, you said you've you've he might be your guy. Who said that? What you loving? What you? If someone hasn't
2: seen Mobley, how are you oh. summing him up?
1: Not my what guy, I thought mean? that was
2: Reem's guy. That's Reem's guy, not me. Bro, that's of the no, it's my name. guy and Reem's guy. But yeah, I thought yeah, I thought I, I thought no, he I, was I, your pick I, as of right now. Nah. Wait, 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 so if, if, if to, he's not
1: your guy, if he's listen, not your I'm guy out to, of the candidates, you the who's your guy?
2: Oh, uh, who are you asking me? Oh, I, I think he's I think he's my he, I think he's my guy to win rookie of the year just because of yeah, the yeah, that's what I mean. I think that's that's the nature of his impact. Like I knew he was good, but I didn't expect this much, especially him being a big man. And we've seen last year with Wiseman, I know he's a lot more talented and he's got a lot more to his game, but we see with like, big men when they first come in the league, I'm not really sure like, how much they can do because of their body size and obviously the way the league is played at the moment, but he's fitted in nicely, especially what they got going on at Cleveland. So for me, he's the pick. But what I wanted to ask you, man, was about K specifically, because we, you discussed him earlier, because he had a little bit of an interesting situation. At Detroit, obviously, started slow. Everyone kind of write him, wrote him off a little but bit. We'll thing, start calling I him a bust. But all of a sudden, he started playing. No, nah, I think, he's, he really I got think chat for him. Do
1: you know what is funny? I was listening back to um, the the pod me and Reams did about the draft, like, as it was coming, right? And, and I was... I can't remember exactly what it was, but Reams basically said, Cade is going to be like a 16.6 assist guy straight out of the gate. Immediately. <laughs> and I believe... I don't know...
3: If I, 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 I might I, need to
2: double-check check it. Check this, I could, listen, I'm pretty handy? sure... I'm step pretty step.
1: sure as it stands, he is a 16.6 assist guy straight out of the gate. And I think a lot um, of that... Yeah, part of
2: that, 16.6, 5.8, 5.2. Yeah, I, I think one, a lot of that two. early form was,
1: A, the Pistons are shit. Like, they're bad. He, he, like, he started
3: the season injured as
1: well. And he came back injured. I think it was yeah. uh, It was like it was hamstring or calf or something. But he had a strain. He rushed in. I think he saw... People making headlines straight away like Mobley, and he wanted a little bit of that. And he is very much like a—he is a bit—he is a leader. Like if you watch them at Oklahoma State, like he was take—he was taking over games. He was like—he's like a thirty-year-old in that respect. Um, I think cade has been really good, bro. Like uh, he's hes actually been a bit of a worse defender than I thought he'd be. But in terms of the playmaking, in terms of of just hitting the shots he's meant to hit, I think he's been really good. But what I would say is I—I I, I don't think he's got the there hasn't been as many wow moments with Cade for me. Because I was loving Mobley coming in. I think there's been more wow Mobley moments. Last 10, Easy. 9, 8 games has been Jalen Green season, who we're going to, I know, talk about in depth, especially after dancing all over the courts. That, that's Carmelo. a handsome man.
2: Very handsome man. Uh, and, that's why yeah. you were
3: liking him. People don't like Jalen Green. That's like him?
2: Yeah, he's he's too
3: handsome, bro. bro. He's I'm too sure handsome, he came bro. out. To,
1: he, I think as well, he came. <laughs> there was a there's a there's a case of the two confidence there as well where Cade Cade came out of the draft, uh, and it was, it was like the perfect interview all the time. It was like, yeah, you know, I just want to be a great teammate, make the right plays, yeah. like, <laughs>
3: Jalen Green know, come out
1: of that. That. I'm gonna be the best player in the world. Why the fuck Listen, did I go second? What did I tell you?
2: <laughs> yes. What did I tell you when I first joined here? Yeah? Who cares about efficiency when the streets love you, bro? Fur jackets oh, and Gucci well, socks, I think Jalen Green, Green will be
1: Jalen Green will be your your new guy. I think. Look, I think it's it's pertinent to talk Jalen Green now. Um, we'll get to you in a sec, Reid, because I, I and we know didn't even Green...
3: talk about <laughs> no, no,
1: no, 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 no. We'll get to you in a sec for for that's what I'm saying for Green first in a sec, but. Rick, Evan Mobley, leader of Rookie of the Year for you, is it, or
0: or someone else? Um, no, it's Mobley. I think even in the last 10 games, he's kind of just, like, not really falling off. He just hasn't even got the same love. But, like, he's just still been very productive. And, like, you just never see big men come into the league and be defensively this good this fast. Listen, listen to me. It's insane.
3: He, he might be the best defender we've ever seen. Yeah. I- that's not hyperbole. He might be the best defender we've ever seen. And who just why, tried... how many how many guys have come into the league as a rookie and like literally could make like an all defensive team and like be a defensive player of the year contender?
2: Like, off the
3: top of your head, how many can you think of the top of your head? Tim Maybe Duncan?
2: Three. Tim, yeah, Tim Duncan. Timmy. Because you can't Hakeem. say Shaq because he wasn't. Hakim he wasn't. was gonna be the one I said, but he wasn't really an David
0: Robinson. Offensive like how player. many? Like <laughs> those they, are like the all time greats. And he's he's yeah. moving his feet and like even the physicality doesn't seem like it seems to be affected. You see, I've when he was seen coaching, you
3: see pre draft, here, everyone's worry was he was skinny, right? And he was gonna struggle smooth, against man. the more physical bigs. But okay, so he was fortunate with the fact that he's got Jared Allen next to him, who could really be the guy down low to really bang with those big bodies. But he's he's still been their most impactful defensive player. Like he, he's he's a he's a better he's a better defender than Jared Allen at like every aspect of defending. Like he's more switchable. He's, he's ten times blocker. a defender
1: in space as Allen. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. he's very he, quick. Is, on his, weak
3: side, his weak side help defense is insane. He's like he's like one of the like league leaders in steals. He's like seven foot. Like <laughs> he's a yeah. he's ridiculous, and he doesn't have to be the, the the focal point of their attack because they got Darius Garland, they got Jarrett Allen. You know what I mean? Like, so he doesn't Sexton. have to. Their, their attack, their, um, Sexton when he's healthy, their attack doesn't have to run through him. So he's he's had a chance to grow offensively and slowly build up his offensive repertoire. Whereas guys like Cade and Jalen Green, like they were expected to make things happen straight away offensively and like they struggled at first and they like had their growing pains. Whereas Mobley was just able to focus on being impactful. And he's shown the offensive upside that he has, you know what I mean? Even though he hasn't been like one of the primary options, he's still shown. It's just serious, the, the quality
1: guy. of everything, the touch of every mm. shot he makes, some of the fadeaways he makes, like he's just off the
2: glass. He's just nice. class. He's just so nice. Class. As he said, just pass on grass, as they say. That, the way sports. he moves
3: his feet on the when he get when he switches out onto the yeah. perimeters, his mobility crazy. Like
2: I've seen he, him take someone might... off the dribble, and I said, "Hey, well, hold on a second, buddy! Like, what's going on nah, here?" He's, he's just he's just a, a lot quicker than all his matchups. He's he's nice. Yes, he that, that that pod that we did when he spoke about
3: the draft, I was like, I think like Jalen Green. Coming into this season is the best player in this draft class. Yeah, but I think mm. over time,
1: when everyone I think, yeah Yeah, yeah, when no, everyone we said hits their feet,
3: yeah,
1: it might be Evan Mobley. You know, what Evan, I mean? Mobley, Evan Mobley is like an Anthony Davis level. Yeah, I, I don't like the word unicorn, but I think he's yeah. got the touch for the three ball. It's not there yet, he's not taking as many, you know, but he's got the touch for it. He has shown flashes of it. I think the biggest thing for him as well, and you can credit a few things for this. You know, obviously, the what I said about the Lakers, that same sort of um, metric for the Lakers, where they are the biggest underperformers of what their pre-season over-under was. Cleveland have smashed theirs out of the gate. And I feel, like, obviously, Garland's taking a leap, but I feel like Mobley's a massive part of that. Oh, the guy doesn't miss games. He played, like, seven the most minutes of any rookie this year. He doesn't miss games, doesn't get hurt. He's handling different sort yeah, of the, Yeah, of he had a little
3: game. period where he got hurt, like, like a little, a little. I think he. I don't know if he hurt his like wrist or something like that, but he was out for like. Okay. But he wasn't that long. Like it was literally. Other than that, he's been really durable as a big guy. Like James Wiseman came into the league, he couldn't stay on the flipping court. Like, and you know he's, I mean? he's like, light, bro. Yeah, I yeah. think that actually adds
2: to it when you're a big man. When you're when, obviously, I don't think Mobley's the heaviest. I think Wiseman's quite a bit heavier than anything. Or so yeah, and like Mo- yeah. Mobley's
3: got Mobley, Mobley. He's got a strong base. Like the bottom half of his body is quite powerful as his top half that. It's Just a slim, it just needs, and that it's works. Like when, it's like when Giannis came into the league. Like Giannis always had a big back and broad shoulders, but he was just skinny. Mm. So like you always saw, like he 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 was gonna fill out.
2: Yeah. So the wiry guys yeah. will stay fit compared to like your bigger lower bodies that will bang. Yeah. So I ain't surprised that he stayed fit. And like you lot are saying, like all these things aside, he's impact defensively. He's been insane. He's had a borderline, if not all star, season. He should have been picked, but he wasn't. But again, playing for Cleveland. And they ain't gonna just start throwing rookies all star selections these days unless you're when was the last time crazy. Luke Blake Griffin Luka. Like <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Luca was Luca was even an all-star. Like I think and it's Zion, Griffin. Zion, and then we don't we don't talk about him the more till Zion playing, was
1: an all-star yeah. as well. Nah, no, no, it, it, it is a, I don't think rookie year, I don't think yeah. he came in quite late. Injury wise, don't forget yes. he had another oh, year right. at the start. As well. 30, it, games or
3: but so yeah, it, I think oh, even even yeah, yeah second
1: right. year is the earliest you're seeing more often yeah. than not. Um, speak. Like, I want to talk on on someone else, Rick, because I know you watch a lot of these guys as well. Um, people are, talk about impacting defending, so that we've gone from one favorite. We're going to just step out into the second round for a sec now. New Orleans Pelicans have been one of the best teams in basketball this month, high up there in all the metrics. CJ McCollum's can't give him a scoring punch. Everything Free like bi. Yeah, Brandon Ingram, he's getting free slowly. Zion's
0: on his way back. But what what are you made of Herb Jones? Uh, he's excellent defensively. He has amazing hands. Like, I've never seen a player that sticks out to me in terms of the amount of deflections that he gets. I feel like he's very alert and always watching. Offensively... uh. But defensively, but defensively, it looks rough. It's a work in progress. It's a work in progress. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like work. a Ruzi, It doesn't really exist. But it's defensively, he's, just, he's really good. I think the other thing is that, like, he's also just really strong too. There's a defensively and wiry in terms of strength. So that was really good to see. It just really... I think that the best thing about him is his, like, defensive effort, kind of. And I feel like a lot of defending... It is a skill, but a lot of it comes down with, like, motor and effort. I think he's always making sure that he jumps that passing lane. He's always making sure that he's in the correct position to be somewhere. And in general, he just – he's able to use both hands on defense as well. Like, his right and his left are kind of, like, as equally effective, which I know doesn't really, like – I feel like I don't always see that with people. So that's kind of really been the biggest thing. And the other guy on their team. Jose Alvarado, the little point guard. Right, so
1: I quite liked him. I think he was at Georgia Tech or something. I quite liked him in March Madness. He is five foot three or something mad. Yeah,
0: but he's he's, yeah. Out here. Especially because Devontae Graham is not good. So he's actually been a lot very impressive to watch because like something about like small guard, every single small quick guard has to pick you up full court. I don't know what if it's in like the rule book or something. But all they know how to do is move their feet and be a pest. I and think they,
1: I think I think the longer they leave you up the court, the less effective they're going to be because you can just go over them. The closer yeah. you are to the basket, right? And it's so just they got to be an irritant. Cards. They got to pick you up early doors. I, th- I I don't know how how big a rotation player he's going to be like long term, but I was I was buzzing to see him actually get picked up and get in minutes and and be of use to somebody.
0: Um, yeah. He reminds me. I, he just reminds me of those guys who are like. They're not like the greatest defenders, but it's just annoying to get the ball off. The court. Like, to have to spend that energy to get the ball to court every time, every time, every time, every time, it just takes its toll to it as the game goes on. So,
1: And I think his highlight of the season was there was a viral viral clip of... I can't remember who it was, but... De'Andre Russell. It was D'Lo, it was D'Lo. Yeah, yeah, he goes, can he shoot? Can he shoot? When he was trying to pick him up. And he goes, yes, I can shoot. And he drains the three. The irony is... But for the fun, the funny thing to, about... The funniest thing he about can't that video, really like,
3: shoot. <laughs> he's not actually. The funniest, no the, the funniest thing about that video is like when D said yes he can shoot, he, he missed the shot. <laughs> and then the shot that he actually hit was the only shot he hit in the whole game. But the way yeah, they edited the, it, the, the, the way they
1: edited it together made made it look so Made serious. him look like a sniper. It was real, <laughs> he, real he, he was a shooter in college though, so Smo- like, smoke smoke yeah. and mirrors. I wanna I wanna talk just this that one leads me quite nicely, actually, to someone I feel like and this is where I'd like to hear the arguments about why. This guy has not been mentioned in any rookie of the year chat, and I think this is where I think this is where we can have a nice chat about like rookies and your landing spot and how different it is in terms of landing on a place like OKC. We can talk Josh Gideon in a minute. Landing on somewhere like OKC, where they basically just say "fuck it," we don't want to win anyway. Compared to Ayo Dosumu going to Chicago, Illinois guy, second I don't like second round was harsh. I think he would drop down into, like, the, the 38, 37 oh, thinking round. That was harsh. And, I, and we talk about um, I thought, I thought March we, Madness.
3: I, I thought we go late first round.
1: Yeah, I, I had the 20s or something. And we talk about March Madness being, like, this big platform for people to explode. He seemed, like, maybe to suffer. I think Illinois were great in the tournament last year. But, bro, literally, I know, it, I know it's easy to look at people like... Uh, 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 Josh Giddy or or or, or uh, J- uh, Jalen Green, who we can talk about, who come into teams where they have a green light to do whatever they want. Bro, the sumo has come in and is performing in a winning team. He's basically made... The Caruso and Lonzo losses are still losses and Pat Williams, but him coming in, he's a pass-first guy. His defense is amazing. He's hitting his shots. He's got great length on on everything. He can get around screens nicely. He can handle. He can pocket pass over the top. I haven't seen him talked about at all. Where are people at with with Desumo? Because I, so I think he's one I think he's I think he should be a top three five candidate for Rookie of the Year with ease.
0: The um, most impressive thing about him is that he attacks the basket so well. But that's the one thing that he brings that neither Lonzo and Caruso do better than. That's it's crazy. Like he's actually and even his shooting, he's a much better shooter than I anticipated. So yeah, kind of i didn't like,
1: think he'd be i didn't think he'd be hitting i think he's on like 39 40 percent or something from catch and shoot like yeah, i was i didn't, I, didn't I thought i thought that yeah. i thought that was why he dropped i thought that was the ropey part
3: and that um, yeah. he, he, shot, he shot he shot wells last year in college at illinois he shot he, like he scored well he did everything well last year in college to be honest but and i don't the know thing upper, he's an upper as well isn't it so you know that always works against guys the
1: ageism and them thing there yeah. but yeah but defensively
3: that's
0: another thing defensively, he sticks out as well, only because when you have, like... When Caruso and Lonzo do come back, to have a guy like Sumo who you can bring on, like, he fits defensively. I can't believe that the Bulls, all their best defenders are guards. It's actually insane. And he's one of them. Like, the effort that he do You
3: know know what's what's good about that, though? Like, him and Lonzo are so big at point guard. Like, they could guard wings as well. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so... 6'6", you could you could run him, Caruso, and Lonzo... As a front court, you know, like as a defensive unit, and it, and it could work. Like, they could switch guard. There'll be no buckets, guard, though.
2: But the what the yeah. defense There be zero You're buckets.
0: For buckets. You're then, the oh, there'll be a deficit in no, buckets, say, though.
1: The Mars there, Levine's there, yeah, and Ayo's it. good in pick and roll. He can he can find yeah. his way. He loves the at Barry's center,
2: taking fadeaways from the low block. Hey, so boy.
3: But yeah, AO's a- a- been really AO's been really good and like is another one that's been impactful on like a-, a winning team. So that 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 goes a long way. That goes a long way. And he's smart as well. He makes smart
0: plays. Yeah, yeah he should have made there. Kobe White. He should have made Kobe White disposable. Kobe White, like he's he's just flat out better than Kobe White. And like he's just that really he good. good. He's just a, he's that's he's a set rotation player. Which is really... Yeah, impressive. well, you, look at, you watch him
1: and you think, OK, I'm not like, necessarily going to say he's better, but you look at Lonzo on 20 million a year and then you look at AO playing in his place and you think you've got a 15, 18 million a year. If he just played like this for the rest of his career, he'd not struggle to get a contract ever and it would, he'd be paid well. He'd be paid better than Josh Hart, as good as... like he. If he just keeps hitting his shots and playing to this level... And to get that from a rookie, I think he's... And I think this is where I find the rookie of the year conversation interesting because it's easier to come in and just hit your all the shots, green light, everything like that. But to come in and contribute defensively, to be a, a primary playmaker on a winning team like AO is with the Bulls, I think he's crazy. Um,
0: winning basketball will always matter.
1: There you go. Now, I think now's the time. We don't have to always talk about winning basketball when it comes to rookies. And it's a good time yeah. to bring him up. Your rookie, as you tell me, Reams. Every time, because he had a rough start, and I just thought to myself, Ugh. obviously so I loved what he did. I loved what he did with G League Ignite, and it was just a bit trust of a rough. But for, what... Trust my eye for talent, bro. Trust my eye for not, talent. Not after Aaron Neesmith, man. I'm fucking what, crying what, about what, that what one.
3: Not Aaron Neesmith? I said he's he looks awful, like he could man. be all right. Like I never said he's oh, going to be all
1: star. He's shocking. Like, like, nah, look. But...
3: Hasn't he played yeah. well as a part of like the rotation, like in in your winning? I think run. to
1: be honest, to be honest, I think they just misscouted Aaron e. Smith. I think they, yeah, he's like... his shooting was not a great sample. Like he's a good hustle and bustle guy, God. but I don't think he's a, I think they scouted him wrong. Eagle, Jalen Eagle Green, Green, man, Jalen Green, your rookie, Jalen Green, is mm-hmm. is in ridiculous form. He's he's like over. He's around 30 points a game in his last nine or 10 games. The consistency is now starting to get there. He was struggling early on in that he was chucking stuff that wasn't falling. Defensively got lost. He got called out a couple of times. I don't think it helped that he was part of a young backcourt on a struggling team anyway. A guy coming into the league with his expectations of success to then find it as hard as he did at very, very, very first. It was not going to be it was choppy, choppy waters. It wasn't going to be smooth sailing. It's rookies, bruv. It's rookies, and I think the the high points are what you need to look at, especially for someone like Jalen Green, who is still one of the youngest players in the NBA. I think he's still 19. I don't even 19. think he's turned 20 yet. He is
3: 19,
1: bro. I was, uh, uh, and it's. I don't want to make him sound like an old man because he's not. He's still in his ascendancy. But the the Lakers game is especially in terms of just how he can. His long limbs, in terms of getting around guys and getting to the basket from mad angles and dropping dunks, was jar like. And I could see him in a year, maybe even two, just having those. If the Rockets start putting some wins together, just ha- he will be the ESPN Sports Center highlight every morning, every morning, every morning. Mm-hmm. How's his season gone? As someone who will have watched it closer than I have,
3: um. So a couple of things, right? So. Think um he got injured in summer league. So he started the season with a little injury as well. I think it might have been a little hamstring, a little groin injury. I, I, don't quote me on that, but I know he got a little injury in summer league. Um he's coming. So the Rockets, I think they're one of the youngest teams in the NBA anyway. Like I think they're like maybe like bottom five youngest teams. They've got a lot of rookies on their team. So they got they
1: got Jalen. They got out Christopher. Josh Josh Christopher has been up and down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr. is not a rookie, but he's he's like third year guy, second year
2: guy. He's a young boy still. What
1: does he know? He's like I
3: think he was an undrafted guy, so it took a little bit longer to get him into the league. So yeah, he's he's not a very experienced guy. Kenyon Martin. Um, but yeah. So, and the Rockets have been playing this whole season without a point guard. Let's like not forget that. Like, so if you're a young wing player, it's easier. To adapt to the league if you've got like a like a like last year Anthony Edwards guy, he, he had he had really you in Rudy your spots reminding you get of the sets. easy shots so like he's playing with Kevin Porter Jr., who's also a two guard but and he's and they're trying to develop him into a point guard, you know what I mean? So both of these guys mm. are two guys that's kind of figuring out their games and, and their things like that in it. So earlier and um and early in the season, um, coach Silas was playing with two big men so he's playing with Daniel Tice and Christian Wood. And then, like, if it wasn't Daniel Tyson, it was Alfie Sengun. And, like, yeah, none of these yeah, guys yeah. are really, like, crazy good floor spaces. Christian Wood can shoot the free. Alfie Sengun will shoot the free every now how's and How's he again, doing though. these
2: days, though? Because Wood, I, I kind of... I heard the story hard up. My girlfriend I left me now. I've I got, I got money now. But how's he actually playing these days? Since he got uh, I, f- I think it's been an up-and-down season. The Rocket fans
3: are kind of... um, they, 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 They're kind of saying, like, he's coming to the team kind of feeling like he's a star player and stuff like yeah. that and like he's the, man. but yeah that's not what that's off topic anyway but anyway so Jalen Green his his strongest asset is his ability to use his speed to get past guys and go to the rim so playing him with two um, playing him with two big men was kind of like hindering hindering him because like it was hurting just the space, the space the that he needs to work it was right? clogging the space that he needed to operate so he, he was just like settling for a lot of step back freeze tough mid-range shots, you know what I mean? And, like, his shot has always been, like, uh, uh, something to work on. Like, he shot really well in the G League and everyone was surprised. Like, the step up he took from high school to G League as a shooter, like, was a really big jump. That's probably one of the main, the most exciting things that he showed in the G League. So, obviously, in the NBA, it's a little bit harder. The guys' defence is a bit more, you know, guys are a bit more athletic.
1: So The speed of it as well. Like, you see these guys hitting 40, 30 yeah. in the G League and then... They come yeah. for their 10-day contracts and they can't hit water in the ocean.
3: Exactly. So, yeah, you know what I mean? So, he struggled at the start of the season, you know what I mean? Like, he wasn't very efficient, bad shooting nights, couldn't get to the rim because it was clogged, you know what I mean? Like, guys like Christian Wood and Eric Gordon hugging the offense, like, so he couldn't get many touches, you know what I mean? So, I think since, so I think since the All-Star break, he's kind of just like, He's gone through his kinks a little bit. And I, know, I don't know how much you guys watch of Anthony Edwards, but last season, his rookie year, he had a very similar kind of, like, development as his year went. Yeah, like, it was, it year, was a, like,
1: again, it was, a, people were just saying he couldn't shoot at first. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It was, They were just like, like oh, the three is not there. Like, it was as bad yeah. as we fought at Georgia. Wow.
3: Yeah, so it was rough. And then, like, there was a period where, like, the game just, just slowed down for him and it just clicked. And he just realised, like, listen, like, I can get to any spot I want on this court because these guys cannot stay in front of me. I can finish it in front of anyone because I'm that athletic. And if guys are gonna sell out because of my athleticism, I could create space to, to shoot a free and get and get and get easier looks off the dribble. So Jalen's kind of making that same kind of development now. Like he's he's getting to the he's getting to the rim at will, like long, long strides to the rim. Explosive first step could throw it down on anyone. His mid range gamers like he's he's finding his spot so much easier. Like the whole thing is like slowed down from and he's just realized that I can get to my spot so easily, I don't have to rush anything, you know what I mean? And yeah, you know, like the, the, the spacing's a bit more better. Daniel Tice is gone. Um, Kevin Schroeder's Polko. there
1: now as well. And I, it was noticeable. Yeah. See, you saw that point guard point earlier. It was noticeable seeing the difference that Schroeder's minutes had last night just in terms of being able to pick passes better than, than anyone was for the rest of the season.
3: Yeah. They never really had a real facilitator, you know what I mean? There's just lots of guys that want to score the ball. You know and I mean Josh Christopher's got on um, he's picked he's picked up his game recently as well. Like all these guys are just like figuring it out and they're all young, you know what I mean? Like when you're a guy like like when you're a guy like Jalen, like he isn't really like uh he isn't really like a natural playmaker. He's he's a scorer, you know, he's an offensive mm. scorer, you know what I mean? So when you're that kind of guy and and you're struggling to shoot, people are just going to look at you as another high volume, low efficiency. Yeah, yeah. Kind yeah. Of guy and also I
1: mean, and also coming in as as much as it is a young team, there are people who've been there for two years, three years. Christian Wood, you got there. Who, if he's throwing his weight about, it, is one thing. And then you have those early games where you are chucking it up and missing, and and it starts to just weigh I a bit. I can't lie though.
2: Hit. I can't lie, not when you're that age. Funnily enough, when you're a rookie, to me, when, when they're young, the last thing I look at is efficiency. Because like you said, that is just no, so not normal so that, for it's, all of It's them. just
1: in terms of their own no, belief to, in their game. It's their I'll, own belief in I'll, their yeah. game. Like Throughout the season and stuff, you come in yeah. and all of a sudden, it's the NBA and you're like... Every, like I they, think we've they said they this on it. this podcast before. Yeah. Every, the end of bench guy at the NBA has been the best player playing basketball before. most of their life. And then AAU they'll go and college, they'll meet some people who are maybe their level. But even so, in college, you roll around and play against shit half the time. So for I think Jalen, I think I think since the All-Star break is or last 10 games or so, I, I misspoke earlier, is about twenty, it's twenty-two points. Which yeah. for a rookie, taking the difficulty of shots that he's taking, if you see the shots he's taking, some of these step-backs are stepping back like Three meters. I,
3: I don't think I, I don't I don't think I've ever seen someone create space on a step back like he can. Crazy! Like, the, the, crazy. the separation he creates on a backs is ridiculous. <laughs> like, yeah, I've it's mad. From, I've seen him step back from like the elbow to the three point line. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like, Absolutely. One motion, like
1: off of like it. a little off of a one two dribble as well. Like some of the yeah, difficulty like, of the shots is crazy. It's not just spot you. See what up he did, did the Brandon Clark. Like he's, yes. He's getting, yeah, he's getting to wherever yes. he wanted to grab <laughs> And then again, like he's doing this against Memphis, one of the best defensive teams. Okay, the Lakers, you might be able to turn turn around and say, "Oh, you know, uh, Lakers, they're shit, I'm not really playing on my defense." But he's it, that Laker game basically came off of twenty points against Miami and twenty-four points against Memphis. So now he's going up against good defenses. He's, he,
3: scored, he scored twenty in seven of his last nine. So I think I think he's been the most improved rookie since the All Star break. I think that's fair to say.
1: Yeah, I'd say so. Definitely, I'd yeah, say so. Yeah, I so, think, and that's what I mean, that's what I meant with Cade earlier. Cade kind of simmered, and he hasn't really exploded like that. Mobley, like, I
3: think, I think, Cade is starting to really like show a consistency in his quality. Yeah. Like, so in everything, so everything, so I think he scored twenty in like, his last five straight games. So he's starting to really show a consistency now, and not only as like a scorer, we knew he's going to be a good scorer straight away. Like he had, he, had, he always had that skill set. But, but as, 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 as a facilitator, as a leader, he, he's 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 dominating his matchups. So like he's dominating, he, out he outplayed Trey Young over there. Like Trey Young, like, you know what I mean. So
2: okay, but question though, what do you think? Like is his ceiling? Like obviously you said straight away coming to the league be a 6 and six guy. But what what's the ceiling for a guy like Cade? Because we've seen felt, what Mobley's I've, doing right now. are you saying his I've, ceiling is a few I've, years.
3: I've, I felt like um Jalen Green and uh, Mobley had a higher ceiling than Cade. Okay. Just because um, Cade's game is kind of, it was always like very polished and he's, but he isn't really that athletic, you know what I mean? um, So I didn't really know like where he would like max out as like a scorer and a playmaker. So I always thought he'd be like, I always thought he'd be like an all-star or NBA level player, but I don't know if he'd be like a... MVP level play, you know what I mean. Okay. I feel
1: like one of the biggest hits on Cade was people comparing him to Luca, and I was like, well, let's, let's slow down. Like, I didn't really ever like, see
3: that because Luca, Luca's like one of the best passers in the world. Like I didn't think, I yeah, didn't and, play, and, like, and he's a bit
1: driver, up. and yeah, yeah. I, it was just I feel like people saw a guy who fit the size oh. and was a bit unathletic, but still getting what he wanted, and thought, yeah. oh yeah, it's gonna be like Luca. And I think I think Reims has hit the nail on the head there with the physical gifts. In that I think he'll always be a really, really good player. But, but Jalen Green the best, has the potential games, to be the yeah. best scorer he, in the league. But
3: with that being said, like I the, the way he's actually able to get attacked and get to the rim, despite not being like he's tall, but he's not like huge. Like he's not like yeah. Luca Luca's actually massive, like you know what I mean. Like, I don't think people realize how strong Luca is. Like, he's strong. Like, I've seen him bump Kawhi Leonard off his spots, like he's strong as a ball. Like, but Cade's That's still. Yeah, yeah. Kids, Cade still get into his spots despite not being that athletic and still despite not being that thick. So I don't know. Like I think I think I think I'm a lot higher on him now than I was when I saw him at Oklahoma State, because he's a lot. He, his playmaking's been a lot better than I anticipated. So that's one thing that has impressed me. I always thought he'd be a good scorer. So I, I think I'm a little bit higher than high on Kade than I was at the, at the start of okay. the year. He's, a, he's he's impressed me a lot, especially recently, in the, and his ability to just like. Control games is is it his clutchness like he's really shown yeah. clutch clutch capability so yeah nah, no 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 Kate has been amazing
2: yeah I've got another one though because I know Yaz would appreciate this as well he's the guy that likes to delve into the lower round lower the first round and second round like are there any guys that you would say might shock you later down in the draft because you know there's been drafts of a year late first round picks second round picks just blow up and explode. You get IT's period of being the last pick in the draft, becoming what he is, Draymond, whatever. Are there any guys like that for you, either of you, that you think can, like, push on in their later years or shown signs at the bare minimum? Um,
3: What, like, are you talking about, like, second round guys or, like, late first round guys? Late
2: first round, second round guys. Just guys who've kind of gone on the radar. we talked about the main guys, the Evans, the Cades, the Scotty Barnes, whatever. Um, who the guys were, that were, like, under? There's,
3: f- there's a few for me. So there's um
2: Trey Mann,
1: who... who's Trey Mann. Though? Treyvan is I like sick. Trey Man. Yeah, Trayman like was Trey man one of lot. my favorite guys coming out, and I was, I was, I was someone I liked, man. He can pick pocket, he, he can pick passes in a half court so so well. For again, for a rookie, he's not Josh Giddey level, but he can he can he can drive, <sighs> he can pass. Like he's very, very, very good, Trey Man. I think he's I think he could be like a a Jalen Brunson-esque sort of uh-huh. okay. maybe maybe not the scorer but he i, I like like trayman a lot you
2: mentioned so, josh giddy what we saying oh he's amazing like i said he yeah.
1: would be
3: <laughs> like but i said he th- would be do you think
1: you see the you see josh giddy though reams like yeah. uh, the the thing when people ask me about josh giddy i say it, and I, it it sounds like a cuss, but it's not it's just i see it as quite a matter of fact i feel like josh giddy was the player that Lamelo detractors thought Lamelo was gonna be, and do you think the scoring is gonna be a problem? Like he's, his oh, passing is no, good no, enough that no, he's gonna be an asset, no, even though no. he's not gonna be a he good. Play, scorer. He plays. He, he plays
3: next to Shea Gildas Alexander, who's a supreme scorer, so I think it will be just fine. Like you know what I mean? Like I think Josh Giddy, I don't think Josh Giddy's ever gonna be a twenty point per game guy. He's gonna be like a, he's gonna be like a bigger Steve Nash. Like you know what I mean? Like mm. he's gonna be a guy that could get. Josh Giddy will play 35 minutes a game and for all of those 35 minutes, he'll get guys on the court whatever shot they want. Like, whatever shot they want. And, he'll be able to post up smaller guards. If his free ball gets good, he'll be able to hit shots. You know what I mean? Like, he, he, he is a, he's a great, he's probably one of, already one of the best passers in the NBA. Like, comfortably. Already one of the best passers in the NBA. And, um, before he went down for his injury, he's won. He won four <laughs> Western Conference Rookie of the bumps in a row. He was averaging about sixteen a game. He was getting a triple double every other game. Like he could do whatever you want him to do. Like, and he doesn't need to be a first guy because they got Shea, just Alexander. So he's gonna be a guy that makes everyone's job so easy. Like, mm. that's that's there's not, there's not really much more you can say to be honest. Like, he's been great.
2: Okay, all right, then and for then sleepers.
1: Uh, uh, this, is, this is this is before sleepers. I want to talk on one more guy. Two most minutes played of any rookie. Franz Wagner. Uh yeah, one of the best three-point shooters of any rookie. I was he waiting, can do stuff off the, the dribble. <laughs> he's he's sick, bro. I don't I, the, like, more, the
3: most points of every rookie as well. He's the only rookie that scored over a thousand points.
2: Already? The second, there you the go. Second. And he's yeah. just hitting like, like he's, he's hitting
3: 80, maybe maybe as like 850, 860, something like that.
1: Damn. And he just has games where he explodes, and like he, he, I, I thought I had, so he was one I come out. Of, I hadn't I, they had him on top tens on the draft board all the time, and I'd never actually been able to see him at Michigan. I didn't see him before he got to the NBA, and I thought he might just be I thought, a catch and I shoot guy the, or whatever. Saw
3: him in the tournament against UCLA, and he was absolutely <laughs> terrible. And I was thinking, well, what they
2: saying? What Franz Wagner's doing? What they thought Nick Stalke's would do? Another Michigan dude who could shoot and play a bit.
3: Yeah, <laughs> no, Franz Wagner's Franz Wagner's doing stuff that no one thought he would do. Like that. Oh. that
1: that's he's, he's a lot quicker than I thought he was. They thought gonna,
3: they, 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 he was projected to be like a 3-and-D guy when he came into the league, but he's beating guys off the dribble. Oh, he's, oh. he's hitting his three balls. He's one of the best... cut. I think he's like 95th percentile in terms of like cutters, like cutting to the basket. And, and that's that, 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 like...
1: where that's where you compare him <laughs> to someone like an A.O. who goes into a winning team. I think France has this green light and... Is showing so much more of a skill set than I thought he would, bro. Like when I was seeing him blow by people, he's like six eight, six seven, six. he's blowing by I think people. He might be, and... I think he might be six nine. They
2: say they're, saying, they're oh. saying six ten, but let's let's give it a six eight. Inflates. I, think like,
1: six. I think he might be six. I think might be You nine. see, you see this Germanic six nine guy come and hit threes, and you you your mind goes to one place and it rhymes okay. with Burke.
2: I was going to say team, but
1: yeah, but and I don't think he's going to be that. But I'm surprised by how much he can actually do off the dribble, like. And I think
3: he's more of a perimeter player than Dirk. Like Dirk was like, yeah,
1: he's not a classic big man. He's not. He's not going to be like low block or anything. But I just I've been really impressed. And to be honest, like you look at Orlando in general. Mo Bamba's had a good year. Wendell Carter's had a good year. Like, and he's able to play with those big guys. And like you say, he's a perimeter guy. They they don't impact his spots or or anything like that. Jalen Suggs is there. He's had an up-and-down year. But I feel like Orlando have a lot of good... Like Of all the tanking project teams who are years away from it, I think Orlando have some really interesting pieces, man. Yeah, they've got a lot to work with, man.
3: And they're going to get another good pick this year.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the other thing. Like You look at people like Houston, people like Orlando, they're right down in OKC. They're right down in... The other thing with Orlando is you've got Jamal Mosley who... Apparently Luca was fuming, left the Dallas staff and, and was like Lucas got Lucas coach because he didn't want to have anything to do with Carlisle. So you, you hope he can you can hope he can do stuff. What, what do you think has been the problem with Suggs this year? I think defensively he's been okay, but he's just not been the scorer that was it a Gonzaga uh, system making him look a bit too good?
3: Nah, I think I think he's he's just a guy that's still learning how to play basketball, if that makes sense. Like mm. he's a football player, you know what I mean? Like
1: so yeah, he's he chose still, basketball yeah, later. Yeah,
3: yeah. So he's, he's still a little bit rough around the edges. He's still got to work on his handle. Um. So what he's got, he's he, he's got a, he's got a good IQ. He's a he, he's a good athlete, and he's got good size for the position. So he could he could get to the rim when he wants. But his touch around the rim isn't amazing just yet. Mm. His shots a little inconsistent, and his handle he needs to work on his handle a little bit, get a little bit tighter. You know what I mean? But the the the, the he's the signs are there. Like before when he's when he came into the league, I compared him to um. Kyle Lowry and Thauncy Tr- Phillips, who are like two guys that kind of had slow starts to their careers as well. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, but they, they ended up being like good good contributors and championship teams, you know what I mean? Like they, they never were star players, but they were all star-level guys that made good teams better. Like, and that's what I kind of project for Jalen Suggs. And he's I already like a he's already a plus defender, in my opinion. Like, so that's
1: yeah, only gonna yeah, get yeah. better as well. Uh, all, all the advanced graphs that people like Kenyon hate. Have him as sky high amongst rookies, decent among graph. Listen, can you don't make that face? You don't like you why are we looking at a graph and we're talking having a hoop convo? One of and them no trying comments. to
3: look at graphs
2: doing a the hoop convo. <laughs> You're they, telling me if, um T Rex win three shares, or whatever they call. I don't know what the hell. There we go, the they thing they, there. Yeah. They be, they be making up shit as they go, man. Listen, <laughs> the eye test wins every time.
3: I saw and, I, I, I saw I saw I saw one today that said, Oh, um, Fantasy points
2: per 75 possessions, brother, <laughs> brother, brother, brother. brother. If that doesn't, if that, bro, if that doesn't scream Cheeto fingers, I don't know what does. Man said fantasy <laughs> points per 75, brother. Big oh man, my hey, but listen, go, listen, out, sc- go outside. The people you're with sc- money involved in those leagues,
1: <laughs> people with money involved in those leagues, that's the most important graph of all of them. You never, bro, you never. Go outside, go <laughs> outside, bro. You're, you're, you're
2: scaring yeah. them away. So all funny. right,
1: <laughs> listen, la- last word, last word. We haven't even touched on Scotty Barnes. I don't know if he wants to talk Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes is out like a monster year compared to what I thought he would in terms of him being yeah, able to score. Yeah, I can't lie. I I, I missed
3: on Scotty Barnes. I thought he'd be a mess. He's been really good. <laughs> He's been
1: really... I, I thought Scotty Barnes... I think, I,
3: think, I think that's the one guy I missed on. I thought Scotty Barnes would be a mess. In I the thought NBA, I, I thought he'd be, be
1: like a deluxe Herb Jones. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. That's he... what I saw. That's
3: I thought he was going to come in and be a
1: great defender straight away, which he has yeah. been. But... He's actually been really good offensively as well. Like, oh, like he's like he's he's like a go-to guy in the post for them. He's able to score some mid-range. Look, he's he's been really good. But last word, I'd like rookie of the year top three. Do you know
3: what? Yeah, I think I feel like it's harsh to put to leave Franz Wagner out because I think like if you consider everything, like he's probably been one of the three best rookies this year. Like in terms of consistency from start. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. But, that's why I've That's why I, found, I and he's probably the most surprising one to me as well. Yeah, but like, in terms of like what he's done,
3: but because of Cade Cunningham's surge and he's really starting to play like that franchise number one pick guy, it's going to be hard to leave him out of the top three. So mine is going to be Evan Mobley one, Cade Cunningham two, Scotty Barnes three.
1: Look at that, okay, okay, I know maybe Scotty and Cade is is like
3: if you if you if you want to have one of the Scotty two and Cade yeah, three, yeah, I'm not yeah. mad at that, but. I just have K two because I just prefer the way he plays.
1: I think Scotty's probably gone most under the radar of all of them, if I'm honest. Like even on this pod, I just thought of him last.
3: He started off the hottest as well. Like he was the he came out the gate like
2: playing, yeah, looking like favourite.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, I'm sorry to be be boring, guys. It's identical. I think Evan Mobley's very much clear, and I like the resurgence that K has shown. And again. The extenuating circumstance of him being injured at the start, like people wrote him off, saying, "Is he going to be a bust? Is he going to come in and play second and then third, Like he said, Scotty Barnes, who was actually first for me halfway through the year, but then, yeah, life happened. So, Evan, Cade, and Scotty.
1: Fair play, fair play. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bounce Cade out of mine and put Ao in his place just for the winning basketball and the winning plays. Put him third. And I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Evan and Scotty. Hey, oh, yeah, bro. Third, was, i thought I mean, Guys
3: like Josh just... Gibby and Franz Wagner. And...
1: Okay. No. Full disclosure. I've watched one game of OKC all season. <laughs> no, fair, enough, fair enough. I don't blame <laughs> you. I, I don't blame you. I,
3: I've
1: watched one game of OKC all season. And I think, it, I think it is Evan, Scotty. And then, but then it's like, it's weird, bro. Like Jalen Green, if he'd just been like this a month and a half ago,
2: He's yeah, showing like, enough.
3: Yeah. Jalen Green's my favourite player in this class, but man's not going to ignore the it's first just three months Too late. Season. It's just like, happened yeah. too late. <laughs>
2: it's just happened too late. Yeah. The hands and yeah. it, It's just,
1: just, to not be, enough. just to be different, I'm going Evan, Scotty, and then A.O. Just because of the, the win column and how he's been thrust into a proper role with no Lonzo, no Caruso, no Pat Williams and, and what, he's, what he's taken on. Um, but yeah, like listen, like I said, we got asked this on the Twitter, like what looking what rookies need to be looked out for. So f- listen to this, whether it's scorers, defensive players, oh. whatever. Hopefully, oh,
3: can, I, can, I, can I just go back to the question Kate asked about uh, a few of the sleepers? Mm. Yeah,
1: throw um, them out, man. So, them up. Yeah, run them out because this is where yeah. people need to be listening and going to right, to so find what rookies so to some follow.
3: Guys, we didn't touch on um Jonathan Kuminga. Going to be amazing obviously we didn't even talk about him in yeah. yeah. golden,
2: State. golden state we tax, didn't even talk bro. about him <laughs> and moody
3: bro this is what i mean bro this rookie class is it's, sick and, it's generational i'm telling you it's <laughs> sick obviously jonathan kuminga and moses moody has come on to like a title contender being on a, a title yeah. contender as a rookie is like you ain't it gonna sucks. see much minutes but Look it at surely jonathan kuminga has, and, and and moses moody in recent weeks i started moses to
1: started getting in getting his points getting looking yeah. not out of place at all I think Moody, if Moody had gone to a less guard heavy or wing heavy team with Wiggins taking so many minutes, Clay's reintegration coming in, Paul being he a pulled, breakout guy over the yeah. last two years. I think if Moody had got drafted somewhere else, so like, I think even something like, so the Pacers took Duarte just before Moody, um, Spurs took Primo just before Moody mm-hmm. and they're trying to find space for him. Hornets have... Well, James Borrego don't want to play rookies, so James Buchnat's basically done nothing. But like, Zaya I feel Williams like
3: went to the, what, Zaya Williams went to the
1: um, Zaya Williams is another yeah. one, bro. Zaya he's Williams has been, he's been, solid. He's been, been solid. solid on another yeah. winning team, bro. Yeah, like, really I thought I, there was a game a few weeks ago, I, every time I'd watched him, he was just hitting threes out of the corners. And then there was a game a few weeks ago where I hadn't watched him for a bit, and then all of a sudden, he's taking it out of the corner and getting to the rim and mid. And he's just added to his game throughout and, and, the season, and
3: and and, and Jarby getting him some easy looks as well. Like he's, ha- he, he's having having kind of like a great like rookie season on a contending team, like mm. finding an important role and like still getting the chance to like work on his game and grow. So yeah, man, I'm um, solid. Luxury,
2: man.
3: Uh, I like um, I like Isaiah, People that probably don't watch the Pacers, but I like Isaiah Jackson at the Pacers. Uh, yeah, center. he wasn't.
1: Uh, so I tried watch them early on, and he just wasn't in the rotation at all. Yeah, yeah. I think he's got more minutes lately. But it's I like that
3: there, Jackson. It a bonus trade. He's been getting some minutes. He looks, he looks solid. I'm interested to see his development. Um, I like um
1: Bones. Bones like at Denver. Bones, like. Highland.
3: Like. Bones Highland at Denver. He's really shot maker guy. could, you know could create his own, create his own. Bro, looks. Honestly,
1: yeah. i like I look, I look through this. Taking Fackle
3: Campazo out of the rotation. <laughs>
1: Bro, we, we haven't talked about Cam Thomas. And Cam Sean Highland would have probably looked better at a, at a team where he got a bit more of a look. He's been okay. Mm. Like there's so many people we have not even flipping touched on, blood. Kessler this, Edwards. Kessler Edwards is coming on a two-way deal yeah. and is part of the Nets rotation. Like this is it's a sick, sick draft club. And then you've got people like um I think next at season,
3: next season we've got to watch out for Brandon Boston as well.
1: I Brandon yeah, well, well, Brandon Boston managed to have his first breakout game of this year against me, against <laughs> the Celtics, earlier in the yeah, year. you got I, Bra- I think Brandon Boston's Brandon Boston's one of those ones as well where the skill's always been there, mm-hmm. but he's one... a, tough, like, he had a
3: tough, tough year at college. Poor, poor. Yeah. And I
1: think the, the, the size concerns they had about Mobley are actually true of Brandon, where he was just able to get pushed off his dribble too much and everything like that, but he's yeah. got the scoring skill. And... Bro, like I was, I was, I didn't know where to land and he looked amazing in summer league. I don't think he's really got out of the G League because they're so stacked in a wing. But another guy, if Jalen Johnson had gone somewhere other than Atlanta, I think he would be an interesting sort of player as well. So, and then these are just people who won't come out for like a year, two years. Kai Jones on, has got key, no key, run.
3: Keon Johnson as well.
1: Keon Johnson, Keaton yeah. Johnson,
3: he, um, he's he's gone to um, he I think he's gone to um, he, he was in that uh, trade, I think so. Blazes, he's gone no? now
1: to Portland,
3: yeah. From, he'll, he'll
1: get minutes next season, yeah. And he's like he's just a mad rim runner, crazy athletic, bro. Literally, just, I won't lie, I haven't started my big draft watch for this year, especially since Celtics got rid of their pick. But it's have, not going to be this past year, it's not going to be this past year. There's some guys I, I like, I like that, I like that. Uh, Murray, um.
3: Now the top What's the top ten in this year's draft is crazy as well.
1: Crazy. The the, the 10's good, but it's not like this where actually like, maybe the
3: top four maybe the top fourteen. Nah, we'll we'll get into it once you start doing once you All start. Right. When
1: I get through my film, there's the a guy. The it's, tournament's going to
3: start soon. Once we once you get into it, you're going to see this. there's There's a guy crazy crazy I hadn't
1: bad. seen before, and uh, I watched him recently, and he's a four. But I think Keegan Murray. I think he's at Michigan. Dope, Keegan Murray. He's dope. sick, and and I only be, started seeing him like last be, week.
3: He will be the fourth power forward of the board, and he is going to be incredible.
1: Well, so we'll see if that we'll see if that sticks as uh, true to the to the letter as he, your he, cage shout did, because that was a great one from the, from the preseason. Right, nah, he will be the fourth
3: power forward of the board because um, Jabari Smith is going to go one, then Paolo yeah. Banchero is going to go, then Jeremy Sochan, and then Keegan Murray. So.
1: This, this think,
3: is yeah, a status. Any, anyone and Chet, and Chet Holmgren. And then center, Chet, anyone, Chet's
1: a power forward. I, I think coming into the league, you have to say He's a power forward, forward
3: when he first enters into the league. Yeah, he's he, he, he's, he's anyone who needs a big man, anyone who's looking for a big man, this is your
1: draft. They're laughing.
2: They're yeah. laughing. Yeah. So but they, also, they, start that GoFundMe uh, for Chet. Start the GoFundMe because he needs yeah, it. Yeah, nah, moves. he needs it. He, brother, needs, it. Bless brother, him. he like, needs come it. on, bro. Listen, like, I, what's going on? I saw him do a spin move. I said, brother, if you try to end the NBA, you're going to end up in Greenwich. They're going to bounce is, off the, the low block.
1: Chet, the thing is with Chet, though, he's hitting everything. Every shot he's getting. And he's playing Listen, off another big there. Because Drew Timmy like, from last he, season he, stayed he, there.
3: And Drew Timmy is like the... He's the number one option on that team.
1: Yeah, like, yeah, they're playing in the post of all the time. Gonzaga's against... offense is Drew Timmy, and like that's it. Like, you know what I mean? oh, and he's a senior as well, so they <laughs> yeah, know him. So, I think if you get checked next to a big like that, happy days. All right, boys, thanks that's... for your time. Um, yeah. I'm excited now for my for my big draft watches as, as we get to that. it's tankathon season, so I'm uh, excited. Before, for my oh, big look out
3: for Nikola Jovic as well, he plays in Europe, but look out for Nikola Jovic. So oh, yeah, another yeah, one. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, we're we're running. We're running through. Alright, boys, thanks for thanks for your time. This has been Courtside Fracker. Everybody keep it locked. Um you know what it is, Twitter, IG, everything. Get involved, get involved with the debate. Um and yeah, let us know who your rookies are. If we've missed anyone or we've undersold anyone in particular, um, give us a shout at Courtside Frackers. Boys, thanks for your time as always. Peace, guys. Love,
0: peace, Peace. sports social podcast network.